How's it going, love birds? This is Derek Brown Jr., and this is the Good Relationships Podcast, Episode 5. On today's episode, I have a very close colleague of mine, Abut. Hey, how's it going, love birds? Uh, my name is Abut, Abut Udo. If you're wondering, yes, I am from Nigeria. If you weren't wondering that at all, yes, I'm still from Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're going to get right into the topic as always, and today's topic is nurturing relationships. So I want to start off this episode by asking Abut a question, and it's simply, what experience have you had in a relationship where you had to nurture it intentionally? Hmm. Okay, so... I think I've had several, several types of relationships where I had to nurture intentionally, um, because, I mean, for for those for the, for the people that don't really know me, um, I'm kind of in between an introvert and an extrovert. So, I, I guess I, I actually researched it. I'm not crazy. I researched it, and it's it's called ambivert. So there's a new term for that, and. Um, so basically, sometimes I'm very wired when I'm when I'm in um, when I'm in situations where I'm talking to other people, and then uh, sometimes I'm I'm not. I just I like to be on my own. So so really, most relationships um, I've actually had to like intentionally uh, intentionally nurture them. If not, they they would definitely fade away. Because sometimes I get into my introverted mode where I'm like, all right, just. <laughs> Fuck everybody. <laughs> I'm chilling. Uh, I don't really feel like doing anything at all. And uh, I just want to be in my state and work on my businesses and work on the stuff that I got going on. So, um, <clears throat> and then whenever I come out of that state, I'm like, damn, no one loves me. <laughs> I haven't received a text message in a long time. So, uh, really, it's about it's about that balance, right? But for me, I've had to nurture that several times. Um, actually, the, the relationship with, I'll say one is a relationship with my dad. So my dad is, um, we're pretty similar in the sense that we don't really call people very often. Um, so whenever you have two people that love each other, but never, but neither of them are the type that really calls, it's like, uh, it kind of strains the relationship a little bit. So um, I make the intentional effort to call you know and to say hey how are you what's going on where where are you at right now in your life how how can I help um you know and not even just that also just um also just let letting them know that you know you care because there's a lot of people that um even if I I don't really I don't really care for people to, to call me that much um there's a lot of people that that do care about that and that's how they receive love through quality time and um so so I definitely intentionally try to call people um and try to reach out to them and and nurture the relationship just depending on where we are in the scale of what I need to do for nurturing it yeah that's a that's actually really good insight because I was just thinking about a time where uh, people reach out to me and, and they're like yeah dude you've been away for so long like do you even care just like you brought up and I had to think about it I was like man people they fail to realize that everyone has their own separate life right like (laughs) like as soon as you leave somebody's like presence 
you're out of their like story you're for out the of moment. their existence you know like, like you, you only have a story with certain people whenever you're around them as soon mm-hmm. as you leave they have their own like separate adventure mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't really include thinking about you all the time so if you really want someone to think about you or you want to you know re- truly build that relationship you have to actually nurture it intentionally you have to make those phone calls you have to send those text messages you have to like gift give especially if it's like a romantic relationship right 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 i mean even even non-romantic like just something as simple as like you know um ah, i i don't know i i don't really care for gifts a lot so it's a hard example but i mean just like i mean quality time i mean you got so many different love languages. Right. It may that's, not be that's, gift That's given. a gift. Mm-hmm. That, that's a gift right on its own. I mean, to be in someone's presence is a present. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the gift of presence. Yeah. <laughs> so they call it the present. Hey. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so if we were to basically focus on a romantic relationship. Okay. And I know you're telling me that you basically haven't had crazy amount of experience in like a romantic relationship for a long length of time length of time but you have experienced a romantic relationship where I'm assuming you've had to put some intention into it so what kind of like things did you do to nurture that relationship with that person um to nurture the relationship with that person what what I did was um, first off, I, I, I took some time to kind of understand them. So for me, being a person that has not had a whole lot of relationships, I've been able to actually see a lot of relationships, you know. Um, since I'm not in it, I can, I can witness it and I can kind of um, see a lot of pit holes. It, it's kind of weird. When you're, when you're outside of the picture, you see things way clearly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if, you're, if, you're, if two people are playing chess, right? And usually the person that's outside of the game can see what's going on way better than whoever is inside of it because you're, like, participating in the game. Mm-hmm. And your emotions are, you know, are rising and falling depending on what's moving. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for me, what really, really took it to the next level was kind of reading more about relationships and how to actually nurture them. And um, the book that kind of you know, switch my perspective around on relationship was uh, the five love languages, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, without going too, too in-depth, because, I mean, it, that would take two days, but without going too in-depth, it's all about um, people have different types of languages that they speak as far as love is concerned. So it's like coming to someone and speaking Chinese to them when what they know is Japanese or like a different language. It doesn't, you won't be able to connect. Mm -hmm. And love is all about having that connection. So the five different languages, um, it really depends on who you are. And Mm -hmm. I think it also depends on your upbringing too. About like what you received from your parents and the people that you believed loved you whenever you were younger. Um, and they also change based on time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just a few disclaimers out there. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so the five, the five that I have in my mind right now are um, um, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. right? Words of affirmation, um, gift giving, that's another one. Some people get really impacted when you, when you give them things, but 
it's it's not about just giving them anything generic. It's all about giving them things that actually matters to them. Yep. And that's the same thing as word of affirmation. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as act of service, mm-hmm. which is simply just helping them do something, like whatever it is that, that they care about or something that you don't usually do. Mm-hmm. But because you want to show love, you're, you're doing it and you're going through the pain of doing it for the love. Um, another one is... Uh, Physical touch. Yep. Physical touch. That's yep. a that's a big one. Yep. That, and, uh, and and just to like give a small example of why it matters from your upbringing and um, who you are specifically. Like my family, when I was raised, we didn't hug a lot. So I didn't. If you if you know anything about me, and if you've ever been in a relationship with me, <laughs> you'll realize. And and God, you know, he's laughing right now because he knows. Like I don't I don't like to be touched that much. Yeah. And. Yeah, I like to I like to give gifts, but I don't like to be touched. And it's, it could be because I wasn't hugged a lot when I was growing up. Right. Kind of sad, but <laughs> this, no. it, this it. Yeah, but and and so and so imagine right? Imagine this guy um, being part of this or living with someone that <laughs> all we did was touch people, man. In Nigeria, I lived there for thirteen years, and all I did was touch people, like. <laughs> Like you have you have guys that they're they're completely straight, but you have them holding hands and walking on on the road and mm-hmm. swinging their arms back and forth like mm-hmm. that was a normal thing, and um, everyone just hugs people like even if you know them if you don't know them, you call anyone that's older than you auntie uncle it doesn't matter <laughs> you know so everything is just right. way closer, and like you can go into a stranger's house. Um, and when I say stranger, I mean maybe you came with a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And you can go in and open up your fridge mm-hmm. and, like, take out something to eat. Like, the culture was just very, very different. So, for, for me, um, I'm a very touchy guy. Yeah, body body is definitely one of my <laughs> languages. So, um, yeah, and I forgot, uh, where was I at? So, the, the fifth one... Um, the fifth one, quality time, mm-hmm. quality time. Mm-hmm. So spending, spending time with someone, um, this can range from just sitting down and watching Hulu or sitting down and, and speaking in mm-hmm. front of somebody, you know, one-on-one, um, people have different tendencies. So it's all about, um, I, I think going back to your question now, how, how I, how I was able to relay that I, that I love the person. That was the question, right? Yep. Okay. Um, it was first by kind of understanding what they spoke because I, I didn't, I wanted to be more efficient with, with how, how I was expressing my love and letting them know. Um, and uh, the, the very most recent relationship that I've had, I was, I was fortunate that they were, they were um, really close to me. So they were words of affirmation as well as, um, as well as physical touch. And they're also gift giving. <laughs> I sucked at that. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so what, what I'll do is um, anytime they were going through a, a hard time or, or even not even a hard time, I would just make sure I'm around them and hold them and, mm-hmm. and squeeze them and make them know that I'm, I'm right here, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. Um, I'm sure you're giving a lot of people some ideas right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's so important. It's Guys, girls, it's really, really important. Like, you, you have to know what, what it is that they respond to, and you can, you can see it from their body language and, and their facial expressions, um, and also what they say. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to listen. 
So, um, and I would also, I'd also speak positivity, you know, um, based on the things that they did, whether they did it good or bad. Um, I think I have, I have one, one example of one where, uh, uh, we were, we were, we were like, the, the, it, like, ah, ah, I don't, I don't have anything specific. No, I'm sorry. But I just, I just know that like, um, just a quick tip, right? If, if someone decides, um, if someone's doing something that kind, kind of irritates you, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to telling them, hey, this thing irritates me. You let them know, hey, whenever you do the opposite of this thing, I love it. Yep. You know, it's about, it's about being more uplifting than, um, than tearing them down. You know, it's like positive reinforcement, right? It's positive reinforcement. Yes, yes, and it's it's um it's it's something that that works best when when uh, the person's love language is is mm-hmm. or that uh is words, words of, affirmation. of affirmation, right? Yeah. And if it, if it was act of service, if you see them doing something that's crap, go out there and show them some love, man. Mm-hmm. Show them some love. Do something. That you know that they would love, whether it's take out the trash, and you never do that, or fold the clothes, um, and that's not your thing at all. Washing the dishes, um, writing a a letter, and mm-hmm. putting it under, <laughs> you know, under her coffee cup. I don't know what, what whatever you want to do, uh, because you know your loved one way better. But maybe, yeah. no i'm kidding and and the only reason i say maybe is because um i realize that a lot of relationships they do kind of struggle because they they don't know that their partner has that love language right and they don't pay attention yeah and then they're just doing all kinds of things and they can't figure out why their partner isn't responding the way that they Mm -hmm. want to and and basically Mm -hmm. what we're saying is if you take the time to study your partner and figure out their love languages then you can really get on their good side whenever you want to. Yeah. And and that's just going to like do you a favor too because if they're if they're studying your love language, then that's going to make you feel good also. So, I mean, I like to think of it as a game. So, who who can make the other person smile the most or the most happy you know yeah, <laughs> Who yeah. can, you, you can't lose at that game no it's like it's like wine exactly. <laughs> you can't like, lose. It, just, it gets better over time exactly and you get way closer yeah sweet <laughs> <laughs> okay so what what would you say has been your biggest challenge when it comes to nurturing relationships my biggest challenge has been quality time. Mm, mm. Quality time. Mm. Um, so you know, grow, growing up, I was always with my mom, man. I, I was always with my mom. We were like, people used to make fun of us. Like they used to call her. They used to call me her handbag because <laughs> anytime she went anywhere, I'd I'd be there and. Um, and then later on, when I when I got to 13, I, I moved out to the United States, and they she was still back there, um, and I was staying with my my sisters, and and at at this point, um, I was so involved in everything that I did, like anything that I did, I just loved it so much that I would drench myself into it, kind of like playing basketball, right? I came over, I really sucked, 
And um, I took it as a challenge upon myself to like get a lot better at a short period of time. So I would completely drench myself into basketball. When I was into singing, I would completely sing. Like, so at every point in time, I always like loved what I was doing way more than loving who I was with. You know, mm-hmm. so I always spent more quality time with the things that I was doing as opposed to the people that, you know, I, I should show some love to. So I'd say quality time was um, one of one of my most difficult ones um, growing up. As of today, it's it's a lot better than that, though. You yeah. Know? yeah. I, um, because I'm more conscious and more aware of it. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can vouch for that. Hey. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> We well, just shook hands, by the way, <laughs> if, you're, if you're figuring out what that little thing was. <laughs> well, what, what kind of advice can you give to someone who literally is clueless about love languages? They have no idea that this, this, this one tip that we just kind of explained can instantly improve their relationship. But they, they don't even know where to start. They may be so deep into a relationship at this point. that it's like it's just not going well and they really want to see it work out but they're they're really left with two options they're they're either left with the option of maybe figuring out these love languages and investing some time into learning that and investing into their partner to improve that relationship or completely just exiting the relationship so what's what's you know some advice you can give to someone in that situation I know that was a lot. <laughs> that, yeah, that kind of was. That kind of was. But it's cool. I got you, though. So, this is... Uh, I, I, I don't really like to give advice, necessarily. I just kind of like to give suggestions. Okay. Right? Um, just different routes that you can go. Right? And then you pick whichever one works for you. So, um, I think... I think... Uh, the, the, the number one thing... The number one thing upon everything, like even the love languages and like all of that jazz, the main thing is truly and truly be present, mm. you know? And when I, when I mean be present, um, I'm, I'm mainly focusing on listen. Yep. When I say listen... I'm not just talking about listening with your ears, but Mm -hmm. listening with your eyes, your Mm -hmm. smell, Mm -hmm. um, and, and all of your senses, because it's, it's very important for you to kind of know what the other person means whenever they are communicating with you. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's all about, you know, taking responsibility, right? And you have to take responsibility to, um, Take, taking responsibility on everything that is happening as far as what they're giving off because your partner will always tell you what the problem is even if they don't like tell you verbally, ver- verbally. Right. yeah yeah like like for example women are notorious for this man <laughs> yeah dude Indi- <laughs> and women indirect right queens i'll say queens oh, queens God. of indirect yes language like uh hey sweetheart what's going on Nothing. I'm like, you you okay? You okay? (laughs) Are you good? I'm fine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, yeah, yeah. Guys too. There's some guys who are the same. Oh no, no, for sure, for sure. We don't want to be sexist here or anything like that. Yeah, guys are guys are also notorious for this, uh, especially whenever 
they themselves don't even know what they want. You yeah. know, it's like, um, and a lot of guys are in that situation where they don't really know what they want exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult for them to really, really explain. And, and a lot of guys also don't like to talk. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, both. Both. Yeah, I mean, you I got mean, you really got suck. you got guys who you know have to feel like they have to uphold this like such a manly or aura, aura yeah. than like oh I can't have issues like I can't see this person see me yeah. emotional I ain't no or bitch. whatever yeah yeah like it's like no like communication is key it's key you know it's key in terms of relationships it's key you know it's, especially if 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 you want to be one with this person like if you want to be one with this person then y'all are like all the way together mentally physically emotionally energetically spiritually like in every single form you know so and and communication is what really helps bridge that gap so yeah like i was saying it's that the number one thing is is to be present right and and really really pay attention you have to pay attention to the things that you do and how how they respond to it because on some end right you could be doing a lot that um you appreciate you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like chocolate i'm, I'm gonna use something super simple <laughs> super simple break right? it down i'm gonna break it down real simple <laughs> so like chocolate right uh if i ask you right now if, if you want to think about it you have a favorite chocolate right now you know, it might be Snickers, it might be Twix, it might be Reese's. Reese's Pieces. I mean, whatever it is. You have a specific chocolate that you like, right? It might not even be what I just mentioned. And um, and guess what? And now you're moving around the world like, man, you know, I'm... Uh, you're, you're, you're moving around your relationship like this. You're like, I'm going to not eat this Snicker bar that I love so much right? I'm going to starve myself of it. And then I'm going to give it to my loved one because I'm trying to show her love. I'm trying to let her know or him know that I love them. And so I'm going to, I'm going to take away the thing that that I love to give this other person. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You never figured out that they were (laughs) allergic to chocolate. They they can't even ingest (laughs) it. They can't even ingest it. They don't even like it, you know. And and this entire time, you're stuffing them with chocolate. You're stuffing them with the bars. And and it's not helping them. It's actually, like, like tearing them apart. You know what I mean? Like, it's... And and that's that's something that's really, really interesting because this happens a lot. This happens a lot. And then guess how you're going to feel? You're going to feel like a piece of crap, one. And two, you're going to feel like the other person does not love you Mm -hmm. because you're not reciprocating the love that you are giving. Right. But it's just about having some amount of presence to know, okay, um, this person does not like chocolate. That's Mm -hmm. not their thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to give them chocolate even if I know I love chocolate. And chocolate is what makes the world go around for me. I'm going to give them a Starburst instead because they like to taste the rainbow. And, <laughs> like, and, <laughs> and most likely after they get that Starburst, they're yeah. going to they're gonna go get you some chocolate. They're going to get you some chocolate. Or they'll get you some Starburst. And that's when you got to communicate. <laughs> that I don't like Starburst. I don't like Starburst. And you're like, you know, you're fucking shit up by giving me Starburst <laughs> because it makes me go to the toilet a little longer than I want. <laughs> or whatever your reason is, right? So, 
um, at the end of the day, it's all about being present because with, with you being present and listening, you would actually know that, you know, that, that that's the case, whether they tell you or not. And, um, and then I think your other point was, you know, how, how do you know if it's, if it's time to head out? I, I think mm-hmm, you mentioned mm-hmm. that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, um, like you said, figuring you can either take the time to figure out what they, what their love language is and nurture it intentionally or when is it time to exit man that's usually the hardest one because um it's usually it's 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 the toughest one for sure oh yeah you and, know and, and by uh, the way emotionally we're yeah. going to do an episode later on, uh, on a, <laughs> yeah. a whole episode on this so you don't have to like go oh way too deep yeah, you don't have all to right. go all right thank you man diving <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank you man i know I'm you just i'm gonna stay on top of the boat and just put my <laughs> finger in the water as we go <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you if you know anything about a book, you would understand that he he's really breaking it down as simply as he can, but he he can like take a concept and drive it so deep that you would really be it may take a whole day for him to explain these concepts to you. So, um yeah, so very honored to have him on the show once again. Thank you, man. Yeah. I'm honored yeah. to be here. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate Thank you. you. So, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I know you got some more knowledge again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to kick it out. Um, uh, oh, okay. So, the the question now is when, when to head out. My favorite person for this, it, it's funny, man. It's kind of weird. It's a little left field. But... It's a saying that I got from Medea. Like the... The Medea's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole <laughs> Medea reunion, oh, okay. Medea's family. Okay, like all of that stuff. Yeah, Tyler Perry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Hear. No, it's, it's really interesting. So, Medea, at some point, you know, after she was done, like... If you guys know anything about Medea, she's, she's crazy, right? He or she. <laughs> like, she goes around shooting things up and, and doing all these crazy things in the, in the, in the movies... Um, but what she does a lot is also play counselor some of the time mm-hmm. because she drops some knowledge um, whenever she's not doing goofy and funny things. And it's actually Tyler Perry, who is a guy that's dressed up like a like a like a, a grandma. Um, and so what what Tyler says through the character, Medea, was people are in your life um, as seasons right so some of them are there for the long haul Mm -hmm. and some of them are there for a certain time frame Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know um because some some people are there to level you up and and take you to the next place so that you can meet the person that's there for the long haul Mm, right that's real good yeah and then some people are, are, are there to, like a lot of people are there to teach you a lesson. And the longer you stay with that lesson, <laughs> you know, the longer you stay in that class and continue failing that class. It's like punches to the face. Right. It's punches <laughs> to the face. Like the, the, the longer it would take for you to like graduate to the next point and like actually get a diploma for life. You know what I mean? So, so basically, um, it, it comes, it comes back down to, 
understanding yourself, right? Taking time to, to know yourself and, and knowing what it is that you want. Because at the end of the day, the song YOLO is not just catchy, it's real. Mm-hmm. You only live once and it's your life. Yep. So um, a, a lot of times we, we pigeonhole ourselves to imagine that this is the only person in the world for us, you know? And it doesn't even matter what age you are or what time frame in life you are. Like, none of that matters. There's always, there's always someone out there um, that you can gravitate to yep. at, at any point in time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have seventy-year-olds getting married these days. Oh yeah. Well, a lot, of, a lot of them don't even want to get married. They just, they just want to hang out and just be together all the time. You know. And that could be their soulmate. And that's just yes, exactly. If you believe in that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, the the I think that the the main thing is to make your decision from a place of love, both love for yourself and love for the other person. Mm. So if you understand that, hey, no matter what happens, our our like our values are completely different. We don't we don't see things the same, like. Mm-hmm. You're not there to change anybody, and they're not there to change you. There's some things that you can live with, but there's some things that you know you cannot live without. So it's all about, um, you know, figuring out what, what, what are the things that... What, what, what are the things that that we just don't we would never mesh on like mm-hmm. like there there is just no way so so one 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 is pretty simple right you have a lot of relationships that are are kind of abusive you know mm-hmm. and that's that's like a red flag you know what i mean no one no one deserves that and you know everyone has can increase their standards higher than that and um and then there, there's, a, there's another one where um, you're just walking separate paths in life. Maybe at some point it made sense for you all to be together, but now your vision for how your life should be is a little bit differently. Yep. goes a little different. And it really comes from a place of love to be able to make that decision to say that, hey, without me, it's a lot better for you. Mm-hmm. You know? That, that is like being extremely selfless and, and being um, very, very loving to, to the other person, you know. And, and that's really challenging, especially because um, we all grow attached to each other at, at some point, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that the, the main thing is to come from a place of love and, and understand that... Um, if you make that decision from a place of love, the next chapter is gonna be so much better and like everything that you want it to be. Because from you making it from a place of love and like letting the person go because you know that that person is gonna blossom more leaving, now you understand yourself better and you know exactly what you're looking for. 
and you'll be able to attract the type of relationship that fits best with where your mind is, where your body is, where your 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 emotional energy and everything about you is. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, though, it's a very difficult decision. Dude, you just gave so much sauce in there. Like, yeah, you gave so much. You gave so much. Like, the only thing that I can even add to that is just that, in, including that 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 experience that you're having with that person and deciding when it's time to exit. Like Obi said, it may not be the right person, but both of you will naturally just be okay because you're going to find that person. There's going to always be somebody else out there. So just like there was before, just like you said, oh, I'll never get over this person. I'll never get <laughs> yeah. over this person. Yeah. But How you meet somebody else. That? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, there, there's just, there's always going to be somebody that fits your new needs because you're constantly developing as a person. So your needs are changing. The guy that you had a crush on in third grade is most likely not your type now because you've developed <laughs> as a person, yeah. you you know. Yeah. So even if, as you're experiencing these relationships, it, it's going to be tough to exit those because you did get attached to someone. And you, and you tell yourself, like, I could make this work. I know that I could force myself to be happy because I care about them so much. But you don't realize that that happiness it's not really something that you really have to work so hard for. And I think that's something that people fail to realize. They think that they have to put so much work into it. And they have this belief that in a relationship, you have to work hard and hard and hard for this for this happiness concept. But it's like, man, you meet people who naturally meet someone and they're happy every day just to be around in their presence. So you'll meet someone who naturally just gives you that joy and that happiness and they'll, they'll naturally understand who you are as an individual. And you won't have to work so hard because you'll naturally just be able to be yourself 100% right. of the time. Right. So there is somebody who will love you unconditionally for just being you. And if you're in a relationship right now that you're kind of forcing it or you're making excuses of why you shouldn't leave, <laughs> then it's probably a clear, we call it red flags. Mm-hmm. It's probably a sign, a red flag that it may just be time to go through that exit stage. And yes, it's going to be tough. It is going to be sad. It might be one of the saddest things that you've gone through, but it's also going to be going to be that time where you learn so much about yourself. And you're just going to go through a, you know, such a good growth stage and you're going to appreciate yourself so much more in the future. And you're going to look back on those moments and say, "Wow, I wish that I would have done this either sooner or I wish that I can I could like really take this experience and share with other people who are going through the same thing. And that's what it's really for. The experiences that we have in life, especially in relationships, they may not even just be for us, but they may just be to pass down to someone who's younger or someone else who's going through some pain. And they, they're going through pain and, and we're trying to get them out of that pain sooner so that we can show them the joy that we have now that we that we found after going through such a long season of that pain. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I can add anything to that, but that makes perfect sense. Um, 
I think that the essence of life is all about leveling up mm-hmm. and leveling up in our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we go, every single every single generation, the plan is to get better. Yep. The plan is to like increase. I, I like you know I don't know what you believe in. You know whether it's God, universe. I mean, whatever. I, I really don't care. But I think that like how however we're here on Earth. It was like, I feel like it was to find out more and to mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. on increasing mm-hmm. and just to be limitless with how how we grow in life. Mm-hmm. And everyone has something that they can give to somebody else to help them get out of their situation. And so even the hardship that you have gone through in your own relationship, yep. that's there not by accident. That's that's there for you to be able to propel other people mm-hmm. and, and move things forward. So mm-hmm. that's a I'm happy that you said that. No, it's dude, huge. it's yeah, yeah. That's that's everything. <laughs> um, do you have any last words for these lovebirds out here, man? <laughs> um, my my last word for you, lovebirds. love mm. and love deeply mm. but thank you for having me no problem brother I appreciate <laughs> you so much guys thanks again for tuning in to the Good Relationships Podcast this is Derek Brown Jr. and I look forward to seeing you for episode 6 as always stay blessed not stressed